We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing. In our business, there is no second place. Either your first or your last. Exactly two minutes remain in this football game. Dallas leads Green Bay 17-14. Shar on third down. Third and goal. Quarterback. Three seconds left. Green Bay Packers are going to be world champions, NFL champions for the third straight year. Far. Lays it up for Freeman and it's incomplete. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talk of the Tundra, a proud partner of the Eurostep Podcast Network and the Blue Wire family. I am your host, Numak. And, uh, you know, it's fitting that it was snowing during tonight's Thursday night's Packers game against the Titans. Because as many of you Wisconsin and far away Packers uh, listeners and fans might know, the first of many rules when you're driving in the snow is not to overcorrect. The Packers overcorrected their season driving their 1973 Ford Pinto in this loss of the Titans. They were doing, they were skidding all over the place in this icy weather against the Lions. 15 to nine, they lose. Overcorrected looked good for a hot second against the Dallas Cowboys. Spun the wheel the entire other way and drove their flaming car of garbage over the guardrails into the ravine that is the top 10 picks of the 2023 NFL draft with the 27-17 loss to the Tennessee Titans. And joining me to talk about that embarrassing showcase of football game is Jordan Tresky. Jordan, how are you doing, buddy? Doing well. And, um, old things on. Let's, let's sing it. This is New Year. <laughs> We're done. This, this year is over. It's over, As far dude. as competing oh yeah um, whatever is left for something is meaningful yeah 
Yes. We'll compete and get our hopes up every game for no <laughs> stupid reason. Dare I say the only thing that's meaningful uh, awaits them in April or yeah. early May. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's without a doubt 100%. So, as we mentioned, 27-17, Packers get absolutely embarrassed, out-efforted, just is a is beat handedly. Got the bricks beaten off them by the uh, by Tennessee Titans, who now sit at seven and three as the Packers sit at four and seven, all but ending their playoff hopes with their upcoming schedule. Um, just general stats we'll go into right away. We'll talk about just the the individual performances a little bit, and then we'll get into some doom. Uh, Packers side, Aaron Rodgers, just not a good game. Twenty four thirty nine balls thrown low high. Not on target all game long. Two touchdowns, both to Himothy, Christian Watson, who is one of the only bright spots of this team right now. Uh, Christian Watson, four catches, six targets, 48 yards and two touchdowns, including the one on the free play, as well as the one uh, planting across the middle, which I don't know if you know, Jordan. I'll ask you, do you know of a podcast that has suggested like running Christian Watson down the field sort of across the middle to get him touches and touchdowns or... Or should we try and find somewhere else? Um, I think like uh, I think it's called Talk of the Tundra. Hmm. Must be a good podcast. Weird. Uh, <laughs> the they went away from the running game again. Twelve for twelve yard or twelve carries for forty yards for AJ. Or, I'm all dis all sorts sorts of disconnected right now. Twelve carries, forty yards for Aaron Jones. Albeit. It was tough to get going early because they couldn't have the ball for more than three, four plays. But, man, I don't know what happened between Sunday and Thursday. <laughs> I yeah, um, Mike Vrabel, the Titans, who are... I, I think you even said it when we previewed the game. Um, Titans of, of could be either looked at as like the best bad team... Or a bad team, or a good team. Wait, best bad team, or a good team that just plays bad. Yeah, I'm mixing up with them. Yeah, instance. they only they haven't played a lot of good teams. Yes, Packers included. Play, Packers included, as we um, as we all suspected and had plenty of evidence towards. But uh, yeah, tonight was just further confirmation and probably the final death nail. Yep, nail in the coffin for the season for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randall Cobb led the team receiving six targets, six catches, seventy-three yards. Really great to have him back. Um, he, it was really just a pleasure watching. Also returned a punt and did to well. Start the game, <laughs> which was kind of bizarre. Yeah, I don't think they should be putting him back out there just because he is so old. I shouldn't say so old, like he's ancient or something. He's uh, thirty-two, but which, like, if you'd have told me he's thirty-two, I would have told me you're lying. I would have thought he's like thirty-five or thirty-six, but. Regardless, uh, Keyshawn Nixon continued uh, returning punts the rest of the game, which they should just keep doing. But other than that, Al Lazard, five catches, 11 targets. He stinks. We'll get into him later. Uh, how many drops? Because they Six. had to have been two. Oh, sorry. No, that's targets. Uh, I, I counted at least three or four. Yeah, like, just exactly. anecdotally sitting there like, wow, Lazard drops that ball. Drops that ball. Like, that's just stupid. We'll get into Lazard later. I have issues with that on Lazard. Um, defense, just general stats. Quay Walker had a nice game. Uh, 12 tackles, 
one tackle for a loss and a half a sack. Uh, Preston Smith had a nice game. He had a sack and a half. Uh, and I, that's really all that's to be said on that side of the ball. Uh, let me let me throw out a couple more. You can go ahead. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go. This somehow does not seem right to me, but Titans had apparently 88 yards of rushing. Yeah, that's right. 2.8 yards per rush. Yeah. We'll get in, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that later with Joe Barry. Are Barry's you ready? Are you ready for the hammer? I'm ready for the hammer. I'm I'm 320 a... passing yards. <sighs> Man. Um 24 for 29. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Tannehill was actually that's probably including Derrick Henry because of his jump pass. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill was twenty-two or twenty-seven. Derrick Henry is two of two because I forgot that he threw another pass. You know um, I, yeah, you know what I just realized that sacked yardage comes off of the total yards yes. of the passing game. Yeah, so he actually had three hundred and thirty. Ryan Tannehill had three hundred and thirty-three yards passing. Yeah, and then like three sacks of seventeen yards, but. You know the most embarrassing thing I just realized? Derrick Henry had a 118.8 rating on two catches for four yards on touchdown. Better than Rodgers at 94.7. He's got, he got out-ratinged by running back. But yeah, Derrick Henry. Your Green Bay Packers of 2022. <laughs> they, they ran the ball more than they rushed the ball, or than they passed the ball. The Titans did. Derrick Henry, 28 yeah. carries, 87 yards, and a touchdown. Like, that is good for keeping Derrick Henry in check. The other parts of the defense were just stunk. Traylon Burks, seven catches, eight targets, 111 yards. Uh, 51 of those coming on an absolute torch of Jair Alexander at the two-minute warning in the fourth quarter. Uh, Robert Woods, who's been somewhat of a non-factor almost all year, hasn't had a game like this. Uh, Six or seven, 69 yards, and then just a bunch of players with 25 plus patch, passing yards or catch, uh, receiving yards throughout it. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, good at football. Uh, four tackles, one sack. <laughs> like, and the sack came at the most important time when Rodgers couldn't get rid of the ball. Uh, that's really all I got. Really all I got. Uh, Pay O'Donnell had a couple of flubs tonight punting. Just. The 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 Wii fence is more like a Lee fence. Like it, it's all L's, no W's in this in this uh this this team. It's it's just bad. Uh. So I broached you prepod, Jordan. I'll give you a chance to change your answer if you'd like. What side of the ball do you want to start with first? Because it was ugly all around. Let's go offense, because I feel. I feel like there's a lot more touch points of frustration. Yeah. Even if they're very familiar. Same with defense, but I, I think I think uh we prognosticated how things could go poorly pretty pretty well on our preview pod. Yeah, I'd say. I'd say we did a pretty good job of, of saying how that would go. Uh we're not gonna go through the drives because I don't want to really spiral. But to sum up the the game plan. We knew coming in that the, 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 the Titans defense was really good in the run game. Like we talked about it pre pod or pre pre game, such a, on our preview pod, that 
getting the run game going was going to be hard because they were so good at it, like at defending the run, but you had to try, right? Well, they really had a troubled time trying when they their first two plays were uh, up the middle with Aaron Jones for minus one yard and then off the end with Aaron Jones for five yards and complete pass three and out. And then from there, they really just never really got it going again. They, I mean, Rodgers threw it how many times? Too many is the answer? 39? Like, I will give them the benefit of the doubt. The benefit of the doubt because they didn't touch the ball for more than five plays in the entire second quarter. Entire second quarter, I believe they had two minutes of time to possession. So, I mean, that equals out to five plays. Right. If you, you know. Right. So, like, it's hard to get an offense going at that point, but they had an entire half of football to try to keep that going and have a complimentary offense like they did last week and just didn't. On top of that, too, I think that stat that I mentioned last week, they gave up another touchdown under two minutes in that first half that widened the gap even more. Yep. So that that's even that ex- it's not just the fact that they're not touching the ball. Right. They make they don't finish quarters. Nope. They widen the lead. Um with Tennessee putting together like it wasn't like that. That's the that's the crazy thing about this is that the the play the drive right before it, Tennessee that Tennessee had. I guess this is going into defense. <laughs> if you want, right, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Just keep, keep it, put that put a feather on that. We'll, okay, we'll yeah. come back to it. Um, offense. Yeah, I mean it, it, that's the problem is that they are virtually non-existent. And don't do much of anything in the second quarter because they're just not on the field. Nope. Therefore, you come out of halftime, adjust your game plan, see what you're going to do. And there were some things to like about what they were doing offensively in terms of the passing game. They were finding cracks in like the flats where like Tony was doing damage, um, Jones is doing damage. Uh, Lazar, like they just did like those little like kind of like chippy away, chippy away. But then when you're looking for those hammer plays, Christian Watson, I mean, yeah, another terrific game. Play design on that second touchdown was fantastic. Um, but there's outside maybe Cobb, I think, was another like very productive guy that was you know finding open field. On underneath routes or crossing routes and stuff like that, but as as the second half wore on and the urgency was ramping up and ramping up, Aaron Rodgers had his worst throws of mm-hmm. the game easily back to back third downs on back to back drives. Um, yeah, it's just it was maddening. It's maddening where it's like this is <laughs> these are the holes that you keep falling into. And I mean, I've I've seen some of the the post game comments that Matt Lafleur is already making. Oh God, I don't even want to read them. Um, and he was basically saying this is not what we were Sunday. And of course, my response would be, "Well, this is what you've been all season, right?" <laughs> Sunday's Sunday was always the outlier. It's just a matter of can you sustain much of anything and there were some things that they sustained specifically christian watson looking absolutely great again but right yeah that that's where it's like the balance of their offense just like it it 
totally flipped when, again, you had five plays of, of meaningful football in the second quarter. Right. It's just it's ridiculous. And yeah, I'm not going to dive into the floor comments right now because I'll start yelling. Um, I just I I couldn't. I had to uh-huh. bite my tongue while you were talking because you were saying that like there were so many like opportunities. They were finding stuff in the flat. They were finding stuff like cracks the defense. Like the play design on Watson's uh, second touchdown was fantastic, and they just don't do it more than like two three times the game in the game. They just don't. And it's so frustrating. And when they do, they pass it to Al Mazard, who stinks. I'm about to I'm I'm going this is my yeah. Al Mazard tangent. Let it out. I am so out. over seeing Al Mazard play football for this football team. I respect his his positives. He's a good run blocker on the outside to allow Jones and Dylan to get outside when they do. Other than that, he's inconsistent at best. And at this point, it's just frustrating to watch the ball get thrown to him because he'll drop a pass or like get, have a low-effort play like he did a bunch this game, and he'll make a great catch like he did last week against the Cowboys in overtime where he caught it across the middle, ran for 35 yards, and then put him in field goal position to win the game. Like it, it's, it's even more maddening than MVS was the last year because at least with MVS, you knew that as was as part of his game. He was going to either run straight line and catch the ball for a touchdown, or run a straight line and not catch the ball. Boomer like, bust. It was boomer bust. You knew that's what he was for. Al Lazard is supposed to be the number one option on this team. And praise Brian Grudenkis for not giving in to Lazard and his agents this offseason for paying him a big contract. That would have been catastrophic. Like, Absolutely. And like... I. At the end of the season, like so long, I'm thanks for your services, Al Lazard. You've been a part of a lot of great moments and you do a lot of good things. I don't need to see you anymore. Because if you want anything, what you think you're going to want, you you don't deserve it. Like from the Packers, at least after this season, because like I think we said, what he had five catches for 11 yards or five uh, catches on 11 targets. We talked about at least three, four of those were drops, and yes. later in the game. He just had such low effort plays. He gets like the entire team gets so like down vibe wise. And you could tell on that last catch that ended up being incomplete. He caught it, went to go out of bounds, and got it punched out. But he wasn't like doing anything with purpose. On the fourth down play on one of the last few drives, Rogers wanted to keep running and Alazar kind of like jogged and looked turned around and threw his hands up. Fourth, it's like fourth down. Yeah. Fourth like, down play too. Oh my god. And he just drops so many like easy passes. That sure he makes up for it, the next play when he catches like the one for the ten yards because Rogers keeps going to him, but why not just make the catch on the first time, right? Like it really shouldn't be that difficult and be too much to ask of your wide receiver one or your supposed wide receiver one to make the catch the first time, so that you can have momentum going forward. Like just because you make it up on the next play doesn't mean that that first play is negated out. Like it, it's still a stunter in momentum and it's just it's just maddening and i've seen enough of how watson and dobbs can block so far this year that i'm pretty sure we can get away with not having alizard on the outside next year to give aaron jones from out there wants to run out there oh i i mean yeah it's very much tied to rogers but even so i i don't 
it, it's funny. I, I think I went into this year be like, yeah, like that's kind of a good or bold play by Lazard in that he knew that his leverage was highest mm-hmm. it could ever be. And if you're an NFL GM and look at him as like a free agent wide receiver to be, you're obviously looking at like, okay, he's definitely not a number one. Is he number right. two? Is he a slot guy? He doesn't, he doesn't separate well to be a slot guy. Unless if you have, I mean, you have to have like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle on, on the, you know, outside, outside the um, hash marks to be like, okay, we'll have like a guy like Alan Lazard who can do work underneath. Yep. But if everything is so situation dependent with him. And like, this is just who he's been. Like, I, I, I think we really got caught up. We, when he first emerged as like, again, uh, practice squad guy, Jaguars gets cut, picked up. And it was just some guy that could do damage next to Devante when they just needed help on the, helping uh, with a wide receiver. And he did well. He played his role. He did the little things that LeFleur asked him and that kept him on the field. Uh-huh. And it's like, there is a role for, he's going to be in the NFL for a while. As long as he stays healthy, he's a perfectly serviceable role player. If right. you have the right situation around him. This year, where you are dependent on him to be 80 catches in the season, hopefully a downfield threat, your all-purpose threat kind of, mm-hmm. you know, regardless, he's not that guy. And you're not that guy, pal. No. He's been <laughs> he's <laughs> he's been bothered by injury every year, pretty much. He has big, big games, but it again, it's inconsistency. It's almost his inconsistencies have grown the longer his time with the Packers has gone on, which is kind of interesting that way. Yep. I wouldn't say it's stagnant. Yep. Actually, no, I would, I would say it's, it's grown stagnant. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it is a very, it's just, it, it looks very like a dead end. And when you see like, like the season overall, it's, there's nothing to be excited about, like towards his future. In oh God, NBA no. Specifically. No, there's nothing to to point to development. Like, he can't catch contested balls. Like, and if he does, it's rare. Like, he had one catch where Rogers put it right in his basket and he caught it. And I was like, wow, I can't believe he caught that. But he has so many catches where it's just like a contested catch and he gets broken up or can't go to the ground with it. And so to continue with the wide receiver talk, like I I don't need Lazard or Watkins back next year. Like Watkins, I think is on a one-year deal, anyways. I think they're both like free of like the Packers are free of both of them, regardless. And so, like, I don't even want to make an effort to bring them back unless it's for like literally vet men for Lazard. And even then, I don't think I want to just because it's giving taking pass as a way from Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. Like, I am so okay bringing back Dobbs, Watson, obviously, and then Cobb and Romo Samari Toure. Right, next next year, like that, just be your your four wide receivers because Cobb is still dynamic over the middle, and as we proved tonight, like he's had a good year. Um, I'm looking now; he has uh 2018 receptions for 250 yards. Like that's 14 yards a catch. <laughs> like he's a dynamic receiver still at 32. So 
keep him around if he wants to be around. Uh, Jordan, you're muted for trying to talk. Um, he missed four or five weeks. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, it, yeah, it's insane. Like he's he's just a a good player still, and he should still be with the Packers going forward if he wants to be. But I don't need Alan Lazard. I don't need Sammy Watkins. Run with the three receivers and Randall Cobb that have given you the most production this year. Like, Alan Lazard has been fine. He has 50, 33 receptions for 472 yards and five touchdowns. Christian Watson matched his touchdown mark in two games. No, I'm sorry. He passed them. Christian Watson has six touchdowns on the air. He has that one rushing touchdown. In three days. Right. Like, he just makes better plays. And Samari Toure runs the scramble drill really well that we've seen that Rodgers likes to play. And going into Rodgers in a minute, if we're stuck with Rodgers for the next four years, might as well find and have receivers that know how to run the scramble drill if Rodgers wants to do it, even though he's not very good at the scramble drill anymore. So, yeah, I, to to bring this round to end the receiver talk, give me Romeo Dobbs, who is next Hall of Fame Jerry Rice. Give me Christian Watson, who is a, a different great trajectory player. Mario Toure has shown flashes in a pan of making effort plays. Very Jeff Janis-esque is how I'll put it. Mm. Like Same number. Yes. So why not just let Samari Toure kind of blossom into what we thought Jeff Janis was trying to do every single year? Because he Marjorie runs good routes. He puts his foot in the ground and makes cuts. They all run good routes. Unlike Alizard, who has all fucking year rounded out his routes and not shown effort on these plays. Like, just run with the young guys. And honestly, I wouldn't be upset if they just ran with the wrong guys. Ran with the young guys the rest of the year once they're all healthy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where the excitement lies. Yeah. Sadly. Moving on to our quarterback, I have exactly no reason to really see Rodgers again this year. If we're trying to think towards the future, I why not just let him get some surgery, be out the rest of the year, and then actually attend OTAs in May next year and work with these receivers to build chemistry. Let's see if the Packers have in Jordan Love, and if they have something they like over the next seven games, or yeah, no, so sorry, six games. See if they can either trade him for picks or just trade Rodgers for a song and let it go. Because, man, he was he reverted back to what he's been all year long. He was inaccurate and not he was indecisive in the pocket. Like he took a sack at the worst time in the game. Like, that was the only sack that he took, right? Yeah, and he just held it, held it, held it. Like given it was partially a coverage sack, but he didn't even move in the pocket. Like. Rodgers of old, and maybe just because he's now old, this doesn't get out of the pocket anymore. They ran a play action tonight that had him rolled out into the like roll out, and it was dumping uh, out. Right, just throw it away. Do something. Make a decision. Don't get sacked for thirteen yards when it's third and or second and ten. Yeah, yeah. I thought he. I mean, this is probably the best pass blocking game the Packers have had all year. Yeah. Easily against the Titans defense that we besides last year they, they played well last week too. The the line did. Yeah, 
Yes. I don't yes. think Rodgers got sacked. Is that true? I thought he got sacked. I'm looking now. Yeah, the sack fumble. That's right. That yeah, the yeah got sacked twice last week. My apologies. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think this is probably the, as clean as it could have been. So, yeah. Uh, would you like Would you like some Aaron Rodgers quotes? Because I'm <sighs> go for it, dog. Ruin my night. I got to throw the ball better than I did tonight. No shit. <laughs> God, smart guy um, Aaron Rodgers really knows how to hammer home the the good quotes. He's a philosopher, I've been told. <laughs> Rob Demon- that's from Rob Demonsky. Uh, another one. If we play up to our potential, we can win our last six games. <laughs> I didn't think it goes I want what he's smoking. What I, it, yeah. Rogers, I, I Rogers, Rogers, pass it over here, bud. Pass, pass the blunt. Because, buddy, I don't know where you think that potential is from you or everybody else. Because we haven't seen it all year. The word potential is very misleading. It is. In this situation. Yeah, the, the the main issue is is that in the perfect utopian world that is the Packers offense, sure, they could go and win the last six games to have a chance at the playoffs. But we haven't seen it all year for a sustained amount of time. We saw it once against the Bears, barely. They almost got uh, come back on. They almost got the Bears almost came back and won in that game, despite the the score. And last week, they needed to go to overtime, and the last drive sucked. <laughs> like, they just, they, we haven't been able to see it for more than a half. They haven't played like four good quarters this entire effing year. The whole potential thing is lip service. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is who you are. Yeah. This, this team has time and time again. Um, they're just not talented. They've been ravaged by injury. The diff. I'm gonna stop no you. Question. I'm gonna stop you. I disagree. They're not talented. I think they are a talented team that is not being coached as a team. Like they they have talent on defense. I believe that, and they have developing talent on offense, which is why the offense looks as bad as it does because Rodgers has been playing poorly and. They are still don't have the timing right in the places they need to have the timing right. Like Aaron Jones is talented. Christian Watson, Romo Dobbs are talented. Like they have talent, but they're not executing on offense with their main players being Rodgers and Lazard, which is like a lot of their offense. And we'll get to the defense in a minute. But yeah, I think they have talent. They just don't want to showcase it consistently. Yes, I mean it's it, I, this is it's a very nuanced way of looking at it because I think the foundation of the team, which is always a strong offensive line where you can play a balanced game, especially under Lafleur more than anything. The line has been a problem at time, not at times, but for multiple games. Tonight was, I would say, uh, the outlier in that way. Um. But Rodgers has shown his age, hasn't been able to do the same things that he's been able to do, whether that's with Devontae or not, or mm-hmm. all the injuries that they've had. Um, the talent, yeah, the one for sure that we can't disagree on is Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And A.J. Dillon's been more of a 
victim of seeing a lot of bodies in the box. Aaron Jones has been a victim of Matt LaFleur. Just forgive me that he's on the bench or right. <laughs> calling plays for him or stuff like that. That's just like, again, we could keep complaining about it, but this is time this they they've established this as the, the go-to when things are going rough that they're just going to forget Aaron Jones like this. Yeah. Like they, it, 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 I feel so bad for him because running backs in this league don't have like a sustained shelf life. They just don't, unfortunately, because yeah. that's just how running backs have been forever. It's a common trope that you don't pay running backs after they turn 27. He's about to turn 28. Like, I'm pretty sure he has two years left on this contract um, before he's a free agent. And he's going to have a very successful career that's without a doubt not... Like, you can't debate that. But um, it's just sucks that he can't be utilized in this part of his career to the potential that he could be utilized as the mainstay of an offense. Well, he, it, when they use him right, he's a top five running back in the league. It's with yes. it, there, There's just no question. And it's got to be so frustrating from him as a uh, running back and like player standpoint. Because he knows how good he is, and he knows that he can do it in weeks they give him an opportunity to, and then some weeks that they just don't give him the opportunity to. Yeah, he has signed with the Packers through the uh, his thirty eighth season, so two years after this. Yeah, but <sighs> all right, man. I think that's enough on the offense. We should focus on the defense. Yes. Unfocused, all effing night. The effort wasn't there. And it, I, I'm just so sick of Joe Barry. Like, I, I feel like I've said this sentence so many times that I just don't want Joe Barry as a defensive coordinator anymore. But we talked about it in the pregame pod. The Packers overcommitted to the run and stopping Derrick Henry. Like, Which if you did. Yeah. Like, I. Uh... I don't know if did is the right word. I think it is because 28 carries is a hell of a lot of amount of carries and to keep them under 100 at that point is pretty good, I'd say. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. You, you look like you want to disagree. Disagree. I don't disagree because if you look at not even just the raw numbers, two point eight yards per rush against Derrick Henry is very good. You're you're trying to limit him just running through your defense. Yep. Um, I think probably the word is overcommitted. Yes. Because then it's leaving you susceptible to playing. To, to, to making Ryan Tannehill look like prime Dan Marino. Yeah, that, that's what happens. For context, I, I'm the. We can take this stat how you will. The Packers let Derrick Henry run the ball for 28 times for 87 yards. I think is what we said. The other times that Derrick Henry this season has run for 28 times or more was 28 against the Commanders, 30 against the Colts, and 32 against the Texans. In those games, he had 102 yards, 128 yards, and 219 yards. And with two touchdowns, zero touchdowns, and two touchdowns. So, like, I am comfortable with how they attacked the run game. The problem is, is like like you said, Jordan, they overcommitted to it, and then just let Ryan Taylor do whatever they want, which I don't know how that even happens because, like, Jair looked unfocused all night long. Yeah, he was practically invisible. He was getting torched, especially, like we said it earlier, on that fourth uh, or the fourth quarter of the play right before the two-minute warning. Kirk Herbstreit said it best. They, the Titans caught Jair sleeping because what are they going to do? They're going to throw it on with five seconds till the second uh, to the two-minute warning in a ten-point game? Like... Well, they throw it. He just got caught lacking, and Traylon Burks, a rookie, blew right past them, made him look foolish for 51 yards. And Razul, like I don't know if he's hurt or what in the world was in his mind tonight, but he was getting outrun everywhere. Like he was, I I I can't can't wait to see what his stats were for when Tannehill threw at him, because I think he gave up like, no, oh. legitimately six seven catches. All in crucial situations for a significant amount of yards, no less than fifty, no less than fifty. Ryan Tail had the highest uh, completion percentage of a quarterback that the Packers have faced this year, which is not surprising. No, it's second not. Second would be second would be Daniel Jones. Yeah, it was like what twenty-two for twenty-seven. That's a fantastic game. Like one twenty-seven, eighty percent. 
Yeah, that's insane. Like, they let him have whatever he wanted. And again, 50% of that is Joe Barry being incapable of planning a defensive scheme for both facets of an offense. He cannot stop a run and a pass. He cannot stop the pass without letting the run game go off. Run game's been going off all year long. Like, we know this. They're not a good, like, run-stopping team. But like last week, the run game was like a big part of the Cowboys offense. And they, they, I'm not going to say they stopped Tony Pollard when he went 20 carries, 100 yards, and touchdown. But they didn't stop like the uh, passing game so much either besides the two interceptions that Rudy Ford had, Rudy Ford had to give them an extra possession. Like, both those two interceptions, they get steamrolled last week. And so it's just half on Joe Barry for not being able to do that. But other half, the defense, there was just no effort tonight. I'm not going to chalk up to a short week because we just saw a Titans team also on a short week have all of the effort. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. It's The defense has was supposed to be this big dog defense and really be the tone setter for this team, and they just aren't. I mean, it's, to- it's set a tone. Yeah. The, it's the, the brown noise from South Park. <laughs> the brown note <laughs> I, I, I also um i think al michaels even mentioned it during the game i forget what play maybe i wrote this down um damn it no i did not um it was some coverage mishap on a big play that the titans had titans had five i'm gonna count five explosive plays uh, plays of 20 or more yards. There's one play that was 19, but right. Uh, let's it's, round up. What's yeah. Like what the, it, it all matters the same. Yeah. Um, but Al Michaels mentioned something about like, it was probably Douglas. No, no, it was Savage. It was Savage. Savage lets up this big play and he was confused whether he was, should be in zone or man. And that was an early, yeah. definitely in the Vikings game. Probably in the not in the Bears game because they only threw eleven times. <laughs> but that is stuff that we see. Like how that is fundamental communication. It's not about strategy at that point. Yep. How do how does your secondary not know what coverage you're in? Right. You know, like that is that's coaching. Damning. That's coaching. That's coaching, and this is repeatedly happening yeah i would i really want to just lean into being a bad team and just fire fire him right now like punt the season because dude we're gonna get steamrolled next week at, at in philadelphia yeah dude, that, that that might be it's on sunday night right <sighs> yep sure is you know that picture from like 2011 when the packers beat the Titans like forty eight to seven oh, yeah, or something. Just, yeah, wipe the floor. And there's a Titans fan, in the Christmas hat, the Santa Claus hat with just his head in his hands. He looks real sad. That's gonna be all of Packers Nation next week. But instead of wearing uh like Santa gear, it's just gonna be a dude in a big Carhartt jacket looking like a turkey. Yeah, with a cheese hat that's like turkey. a big a big. I'm sorry, a big brown fabric coat. No free ads. <laughs> <laughs> the <bride. laughs> 
Yeah, it's just bad. Like, I'm so disappointed and frustrated with Jair. Like, he's supposed to be the captain of this defense, and he doesn't Actually, carry himself as a captain. He stripped him of his captaincy, too. When was that? I didn't see that. Uh, before the start of the year. Jair? Yes. I did not know that. Uh-huh. That's, that yeah. tracks just fine. Which, you know what? Still, I remember seeing a, a tweet about this now. You're right. That there wasn't, like, four definitive captains of this team. Like, the team was really spread out as to who the captains would be. And that is an issue. When you don't have announced leadership in your in your locker room, there there's an issue there. When it's like, mm, the Devondre, is it Razul, is it Jair, is it Rodgers, is it Aaron Jones, is it Bakhtiari? Like, obviously it's not Bakhtiari, we don't know if he play this year. But you get the point. Like, there should be voices that project leadership into the locker room and then have that, and it's showcasing with how they're playing on defense. For context, um, from Rob Domofsky again of ESPN, this is September 9th. 2022 so this is going into the first game of the year jair jair alexander who was a team captain last year on if he took it personal that he wasn't yep. voted as one of the six captains this year yeah i did yep. he didn't elaborate on why but added happy for the guys who were voted captains and i'll keep doing what i'm doing yeah that uh i remember that tweet i remember, that, I remember the vibes were horrendous at that point uh, yeah, man. Like, but to continue, like the the definitive moment of this, not even the the fourth quarter play before the two minute warning, is their goal at goal to go. Uh the Titans are in the second quarter. I think this is the Derrick Henry touchdown. Mm-hmm. Jair made the biggest business decision he'd ever made his entire career. What happened to hitting hard and tackling and trying to prevent? any sort of success on, from for the offensive standpoint. He comes in from his corner slot and is a, like could attempt to tackle Derrick Henry, given disclaimer, it's fucking hard to tackle Derrick Henry. Man is a brick shithouse. Like, it's 6'3", 250, pure muscle is hard to tackle, especially when he's got momentum going. But at least make an effort, my guy. He pulls up from Derrick Henry and like swipes at the ball the most lazily swipe I've ever seen in my entire life. Like if you're gonna be out there to try and stop like a touchdown from being scored in a close game at that point, why not just sit on the bench if you're gonna do that? Like get somebody in there that'll at least try and tackle him. Like throw your body at him, wrap him up, do something, punch at the ball. Like yeah, you're coming in at a bad angle where you're not gonna stand him up or anything, but at least for a second you might get him to slow down so someone else can come and do team tackling. Like and he just did it. He just let, yep, yeah, all right, you're, you're having a t- 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 have a touchdown. You're good. I'll I'll go jog back. That's what that's what he did. It's just disappointing, man. There's a little penguin waddle and just gets out of there. Pretty much. Yeah. He got too smalled by Traylon Burks. I loved Traylon Burks out of the draft. This is not a yeah. like this is not a Traylon Burks sucks agenda. But when a oh. rookie like does that to you and drags you for ten yards and then gets up and puts his hand down and says too small. That's a sign. That's a technical foul in the NBA. <laughs> don't, don't even give me start on that. But yeah, it's it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing is what it is. Like, and we're seeing players like deeper in the roster play better than these people. Like these players, 
Like Rudy Ford had a tough night. He had a tough night, but like the efforts at least there. Yeah, the efforts there. I, if there's go on, sorry, go ahead. No, well, I was just. I mean, it's a very quick point. You may not be the most gifted player in the world. You may be Jair Alexander, who can shut down even the best wide receivers in the league. He's proven that. Proven that at last times. year. Last year. Um. Why am I losing my point? Oh, you may be as gifted as someone as like Jair Alexander or even Razul Douglas, who, you know, journeyman cornerback, didn't find the right fit, lightning in a bottle, comes to Green Bay, blah, blah, blah. Right. Rudy Ford is like that kind of more in that ilk. Obviously, he had the game of his life last week, right. like three days ago, but I would still see him make effort plays. Yeah, he's probably missing some guys that happens defensively Mm -hmm. it's bound to happen Mm -hmm. but when everybody's missing someone it doesn't really reflect on one person it reflects on the whole unit it reflects on the coaching staff it reflects on the defensive side of the coaching staff so yeah no all that being said if you're gonna be rudy ford or Keyshawn nixon or i name a third or fourth string like player in the secondary or in the defense or Isaiah McDuffie. If you're out there playing with effort, you have an opportunity to make impact plays Yep. and the starters aren't the starting secondary now is not doing that. Not this week, at least like Razul and Jair had horrendous weeks. I haven't heard Adrian Amos's name in forever. Darnell Savage wasn't good tonight. He had that one play, which I don't know if it was entirely his fault when he went to go stuff the hole for the run and then let up the pass over the top. But I just, they're, they're, they're just not making effort plays. And I think that's who knows, man. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tough week for the defense. They, they looked awful. Do you want to get into special teams? Let's, let's go into it. What do you got? I got something. I'll, I'll let you lead. Miss extra point already blocked. Kind of blocked, yeah. The the guy that came through was not even touched. He just walked up and put his hands up. Um, pretty much giving the Titans a live ball to return. What was I would be curious to their average field goal or uh, field goal, um, field position. Yeah, field position because it was well in the twenties. They got the they got a couple called back of the penalties, so that's gonna uh, that's going to adjust that. Or yeah. I can't think of skew. Yeah, it's gonna skew that number. But yeah, that we talked about in the Discord. Uh, little insert while Jordan does research if he's doing if he's if you're going through it. Uh, join the Discord gspn gspn info because uh, as of eleven twenty uh, Central Standard Time. On November seventeenth, twenty twenty two, the Lord of the Year of Our Lord. <laughs> um, Twitter is still active, <laughs> but maybe in ten minutes it won't be. So get in there and uh, join the Discord so you don't gotta lose all your community with uh, Packers people. So yeah, we talked about it in the Discord and it was like every drive started at the thirty for some reason. Like and that's like not even the Titans, that's all teams against us. Mason Crosby, I'm gonna get into this now, Jordan, if I'm sorry for interrupting you. Just say something if you no, find no. if you if you find your no. bit. Uh, I'll start off with saying uh, it's no longer the Wii fence; it's the the Lee fence because they stay holding L's out there. I won't be the only person to say that. Um, another person that can get going and sunset their their career, Mason Crosby. 
Like, I am thankful for everything Mason Crosby has done in his career as a Packer. Like, he's definitely one of those Packers that probably deserves to have maybe not his, his number retired because he's still a kicker, but he's the all-time, I think, Packers leading scorer. Yes, he is. And has had so many clutch moments for them. So I'm not going to blame the block kicked on him. Like, I'm just not going to, but he can't punt it out of the, He can't kick it off out of the end zone anymore. And with how bad our special teams coverage is and just as a unit is in general, why not just put somebody out there who can actually do it rather than just rolling with Mason Crosby? Like, I know Crosby was debating coming back at all this year, but I just I think I'm ready to find a new kicker that has enough leg because even on his um his one field goal tonight from like 49 or 45 it looked dead like it didn't have any sort of height in the goalpost when it got there I think it made the netting but barely like it wasn't it didn't just get over the crossbar but it barely made the netting in the back so like I don't have animosity as I do for Al Lazar and Aaron Rodgers uh with Mason Crosby but I think it's just time for the betterment of the team to get a kicker who at least can get it out of the end zone. If that means Pat O'Donnell, sure, but I just think that with how this offense operates and trying to get points where they can, getting a field goal kicker that can kick it confidently from 55-60 is going to be important going forward. I have the every field position where they started. Oh, God. Right? Yeah. You're, if, if you do, I'll put in the calculator. I'll get the average out. <laughs> Tennessee, 27 yard line. Tennessee, 33 yard line. Tennessee, 39 yard line. Green Bay, 41 yard line. That was, um, uh, yeah. Tennessee, nine yard line because of a penalty. Tennessee, 37 yard line. Tennessee, 37 yard line. Tennessee, 13 yard line. Tennessee, 38 yard line. Tessie, 44-yard line. So basically, one, two, sorry, two drives started under 20 yards on their <laughs> in their own territory. That's so, so bad, giving them dude. an incredibly short field. Yeah, it's not great. And, what else was the bad pun, too? I mean, I, I don't know. This game, I, the score was... it. <laughs> I guess it was a ten point game, but it did not feel like a ten point game. It did it in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, it did it. And you just see, like Tennessee, just it wasn't just the. I was really impressed by. It. I know this probably is more reflection on how bad the Packers are than it is Tennessee, but did realize they were the best red zone team in the uh, NFL. NFL. Yeah, helps that you have Derrick Henry who just is pretty much an automatic score. But even some of the things that they were doing to like, I would have thought that because their wide receiver core is fairly limited, let's just say their quarterback is kind of, I mean, he's a a serviceable starting quarterback, but not like the Joe Montana that the Packers turned him in. But I just felt like he made, pretty precise throws, which could not be said about Aaron Rodgers. Like they're just, we're very surgical and they made the big plays when it mattered. And, you know, as much as we 
harp on all the things that the Packers did wrong, like that was a complete game that Tennessee did. And and I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be sustainable. I don't know if it's going to mean anything for playoff success because they're running away with that division because it's the AFC South. Titans but. are a Packers team in the AFC that's sustaining it longer than the Packers have. Yes. They're the, they're in the same spot. Like they they should be a Super Bowl hopeful. How far their star carries them and Derrick Henry will dictate how well they do. Yeah. Um but to talk about like the best red zone team in the NFL right now. They they didn't say the stat at the end of the game, but when they kneeled it down to end the game at like the four or five yard line, um, Al Michaels said like that was one of the greatest streaks in NFL history to go to like to like end. Because I'm guessing they had some sort of the Titans had some sort of absurd like getting touchdowns with goal to goal scenarios. Yeah. And I'd be curious to know what that number was, but they didn't end up saying it. I was trying to Google it while you're talking, I couldn't find it. So but yeah, like it's it's bad to it's just a bad week of football. I shouldn't say that. It started really good. Really good. And then now it's horrendous. I mean, at least we had there again, there were some things that are gonna hold give us something to look forward to. <laughs> Christian Watson. Yeah. You know. I appreciate you being the optimist here. Well, keep, I, keep going. Just, I I don't think it's optimistic. I think I'm just very <sighs> No, it's optimistic. That is true. Yeah, it's looking, um, it's looking at the silver lining. Yeah. But everything is just very in flux because like we're gonna get into these meaty conversations when the season actually ends, and it's like mm-hmm. where does the start of retooling rebuild? Who's gone? Who stays? Who's I could it's a much longer podcast than that we are willing to record right now, right? Because <laughs> it's already late. But it is just like now we have arrived at the place that no one ever saw coming. What eleven games into the season? Yeah, right. Yep. Four and seven. If you told me the Packers are four and seven with at eleven games into the year, um, at the beginning of the year, I would have told you that Aaron Rodgers probably got hurt. Well, he did. He's he's hurt his thumb. Have you? I'm. Have you, heard? you know, catastrophically hurt. Not hurt enough to where he can't do thumb wars. Yeah. Or hitchhike. <laughs> um. <laughs> might be hitchhiking his way out of here. Twelve sixty-five Lombardi. Yes, please. Um. Yeah. I. I. Again. This is just. We have. A, this is where it is. There. We talked. We joked about beyond the bubble. On the bubble. <laughs> the team ahead of them was the Commanders, who had the tiebreaker. So it was already hard enough for them. And they just that. beat the fucking Eagles. Yes. Like, yeah, they're they they're just outclassed. Your schedule is about to get harder. It was hard last at the beginning of this game, and then it proved to be hard. Yeah. But who could have said that? Who could have projected that after the Lions game that this season would be really hard? Who's to say? I don't know, Jordan. Do you have uh? Do you have anything else? Anything else no. you want to get off your chest? I'm 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 living a uh, 
of, of three life <laughs> and we'll soon be rid of these uh this awful Packers team. You got a oh, month and a half to go. Yeah. <laughs> you can't leave me by myself, dude. I can't do no, it. No, I myself. will not leave you by yourself. <laughs> no man left behind. I was voted captain of this team. <laughs> Sorry, Jair. Um all right, folks, a couple of promotions to get into while we wrap up this uh this episode. Um check out the Eurostep feed. The Milwaukee Bucks, the best sports team in this state. By far. By far. <laughs> absolutely gave it to the Cleveland Cavaliers uh this week on Wednesday. And as a result, um big time Ty Windish went on the Chase Down podcast with uh Carter Rodriguez and Justin Rowan and did a podcast with them and that um that episode is uh, in the Eurostep feed talking about Brooke Lopez's fantastic night as he led the way with, I think, 29 points, right, Jordan? Something like that? Yes. yes he did. So, yeah. Really great night from Brooke Lopez. Just mind-blowing. Um, to check out the rest of the episodes of the early podcast we got on the network, make time for this. Uh, cruising for a bruising is in the middle of grading out the player's uh, by position throughout the year. Oh man! Listen, I'm already yeah. I'm already thinking of, of grading out this Packers team. Oh man! <laughs> at least we'll know that we suck at the end of that. We know now, but we, yeah, we don't have true. to be. That is a very good. We don't point. have to be so angry at this point. Um, make time for this cruising for bruising, one in six, all the stuff on the Eurostat podcast network. We got you covered. So, uh, no Packers game on Sunday, thankfully. So you won't hear from us uh, until probably Wednesday, since we'll probably record earlier in the week for uh, for Thanksgiving and such. So, hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. If you're going deer hunting, like yours truly is, be safe. Wear your blaze orange. Have a good a good hunt if you go out. And uh, Jordan. Thank you. Thank you.